When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Comments from YouTube, the Monday edition. So it's Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff. Declan has the comments. I have the answers, or at least I think I do. What do you think? <clears throat> uh, brought, sponsored by our friends at, of course, Surly Brewing the summer of Surly is upon us, so if you're not enjoying a Surly beer, what are you doing? And if you're watching sports, I hope that you got a Surly in one hand and the remote in the other, right. and that you're watching those sports on a TCL TV. The greatest way to enjoy sports or any of your favorite shows, TCL Television, making your life better, much like Surly. Hey. Uh, all right, Declan Goff, let's get right to it. Let's do it. Yeah, TCL TVs got a... Uh... Kind of got one 50-inch TV, what, just two months ago. Love it. I need to get one of those. TV in the bedroom. I got to tell Dawn. Game changer. Oh, TV in the bedroom is great. Absolute. It's supposedly not good, but it's great. Game changer. So, uh, got to do it. Got to do it. All right. Some fun comments, actually, here, uh, Judley, from uh, some some of them from our KOC episode. Yeah, we interviewed Kevin O'Connell. Uh, some people thought, because the voice dubbing was off on that video, I didn't tell you about this, uh, some people thought that we got an actual stunt devil of O'Connell, and I was messing with the adder to make it look like he was a fake Kevin O'Connell. No, the real Kevin O'Connell was on with us. It was the Minnesota Vikings head coach. Um, As much as there's the word executive in my title, you'd be surprised what I'm limited at doing. I'm not that capable of of putting up a video like that. So thank you for the comment, but that's not true. Let's start with this one, though, Judd. Uh, Jacob, via the uh, YouTube section on Purple Daily, says, the only exception I have for this year is a playoff berth and a playoff win if not to hell, what I would love to see, though, is a Minnesota versus Buffalo Bills in a Super Bowl. Woo. And I know a lot of people say that that could be a bad Super Bowl for Minnesota because I don't think so. I think the only thing they have better in Buffalo than we got in Minnesota is the quarterback. But I think Kirk Cousins has more weapons than Josh Allen. Uh, yes, I would say advantage Josh Allen to Kirk Cousins. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Weapons-wise, yeah, they got digs and, and they actually have a decent amount. I think I would put the scale on the Vikings' weapon side a little bit more than the Bills. Now the Bills have the X-Factor in the quarterback. That is a big-time X-Factor to tilt the scales. But just the idea, I, I, this idea of a Buffalo Bills-Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl, two oh, teams that it. have been through the heartbreak, two teams that have never won one. I actually think from a national media perspective, remove a sports league here for a second, Judd. If you said a championship in a major men's sports in America is going to be Minneapolis and Buffalo, I think most executives would be like, oh, you know, primetime game, Minneapolis and Buffalo. 
Then you add in the lore of those Super Bowl heartbreak and those right. losses. Can you imagine how much fun a Buffalo Bills-Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl could be? And I think the Super Bowl is one game that is immune to it being that. a problem. I like, I mean, you know, take your pick. Worst case, very worst case. Let's say it's Jacksonville against, you know, um, what bet? Uh, Carolina. You still take it. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. That's a good question on the matchup. Like right now, off the top of my head, I'd favor the Bills. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But that could definitely change. Um, But yeah, when you're talking about what, between the two franchises, 0-8 and and Super Bowls, the underdogs, the the buildup for the, especially week ahead of the game, would be incredible. It would be fun. I think the first part of his note, though, is right, which is if you get a playoff berth and win in 2022 and you're the Vikings, you're probably doing pretty well right now. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that, that, it would just be so much fun. Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, obviously, if it happened this year, I'd be pretty surprised. And the Bills are a favorite to get there. The Vikings are a long shot. Um, but, man, I, I would love that. And someone's going to go home extremely happy. A lot of suffering Buffalo Bills fans, a lot of suffering Minnesota Vikings fans who have been on the cusp of it. Um, man, I, I just think that'd be an absolute blast of a Super Bowl. Maybe next year, maybe next year's Super Bowl. That could be a potential sure. actual matchup if everything goes right in year one of Kevin O'Connell. Uh, I believe it's Farabee, the speaker. I, I'm completely, it, it's all one word and it's very hard to read, sir. So if I'm butchering it, you can blame your executive producer here. He says the ownership has decided to run this team back for ticket sales off of hype. If a Super Bowl was the goal, they wouldn't have run it back. So obviously, uh, he's noticing our tagline of we want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. Sure. But the ownership also saying um, to run this back in terms of ticket sales and for hype, a new head coach. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, that does make sense. You know, and actually it dovetails into my next comment, which I'll get to here in just a second. But just, Judd, what do you think about the ownership decision to run it back for the sake of ticket sales and hype? I don't know if I necessarily agree that it's for ticket sales. Um I think that it's my belief the Wilfs think mm-hmm. that Zimmer was the problem and that he's gone now and Kirk's going to work and it's all going to work out. Um, offensively, I do like a lot of what, what they have. I don't know that changing the defensive scheme is going to save that. Uh, but, yes, I do. I agree with the fact that I think I think you're going to have to hit a reset here at some point fairly soon. And I probably would have done that now. Um, they're definitely taking a chance by not. But I guess in their mind, they're they're like, oh, okay, worst worst case, it doesn't work. And O'Connell and Quazy reset things for 2023 or four. Best case, it works out perfectly. And we find out that Mike was to blame. Um, I don't know that ticket sales are, are, are necessarily spiking or being affected, though. Because I think if you were to have switched things up, I think that that would have created excitement as well. So I really think that this is a belief from the people that run the franchise that, to quote Brett Favre, the pieces were in place, (laughs) but the right people to run the pieces weren't. I don't know if that is a... I don't think bringing back Cousins excites the fan base. Like, I don't think bringing back guys um, that, that you possibly would have severed ties with Declan excites the fan base. So I don't know the ticket sales are being like really positively affected by, oh yeah, Kirk is back or Harrison Smith is back. Yeah, you know, I number one, I can't speak on the uh 
on the state of season ticket holders in with the, with the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. I believe it's still full. I believe there is still a wait list to get in on that. You know, I I personally love football. Uh, I, it's a couch sport to me. Like it, the environment at U.S. Bank Stadium is different than other places, so I, I do. It, it's it's a fun place to see a game, sure. and get hyped up, and if you can get there early, like an hour before kickoff, watch the warmups, deal with the pregame video hype, which is really really neat. It does get you pumped. I'll give you that. It, it's a very very cool experience for me. I love football on the couch, right? And I, I that's where I love it to be. But um, in terms of running it back and for the the sanity of that, no, I don't think it would have mattered. But you know, Jed. Uh, Jed points out this on the YouTube comment section says, I've been a fan for as long as you guys have, but if the Vikings had chose Jim Harbaugh, I would have thrown up. What What do you think the like boom and in interest of the Vikings would have been, though, if it was Jim Harbaugh instead of Kevin O'Connell? Because I think short burst-wise or first yeah. taste-wise, right, it would have been like, oh, my God, they got Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I think it would have created a ton of curiosity and excitement. Not that O'Connell hasn't, but Harbaugh is such a distinctive name, and he's a quirky dude. Uh, so, yes, I think that they would have gotten uh, – in fact, I think that they would have probably moved more product that way. And I think that ultimately, Quasi, if he had the deciding vote, probably does go the Harbaugh route. Um, it would have been interesting. But, I mean, I get Jed's point. Like – the thing with Har- Harbaugh to me is I think it, will, it would have probably guaranteed short-term success. And I think for what they're trying to do, it probably would have worked short-term. But Harbaugh in this league, I just believe, is such a shelf-life guy because he sort of got the college thing going. He's a yep. weird dude. I think adults <laughs> tire. Like, if, if you're a college kid, and plus, the, you know, College programs are cycling through players constantly. I think if you're a pro player, it gets old. Um, but it would have been, from our standpoint, in our jobs, oh my god, unbelievably fun. Yes, like it would have been. It would have constantly created headlines and attentions and, and attention. Excuse me. And I think in some ways that's probably exactly what the Vikings didn't want. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. think they want to dial her back. Yeah. They. They. Um... He kind of went in that interview thinking uh, he's going to get the job, and and their ownership, Vikings ownership, basically said, "No, no, no sir, you're still going to be interviewing for this job. This well, is not handed to you by any means." Well, I, I think he thought Quasi was I, was in charge. Yeah, and Quasi's a, you know, much like with the twins, right? Right. It's always it's groupthink. Yeah, and so and and my guess is Jim Harbaugh and groupthink would not have worked well at all. Oh no, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, no, 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 no. That would not be a good idea. Don't recommend that one. Uh, let's go with this one from Travis. He says, uh, the Vikings have never had complimentary football in my 37 years. Hate on Cousins all you want, but he was a chance. If he were Culpepper, Cunningham, Favre, had a decent defense, we might have a chance. We learned in 98, with offense, you cannot always win 38-34 to 34 in the playoffs. For whatever reason, Vikings fans think we have the purple people eaters every year, but Harrison Smith is great, but giving up 30 points a game and no QB QB will be crazy successful. So yeah. he's kind of uh, saying they don't really always play the complimentary states, but the the defense has to be better. Yes, it does. I I don't I don't look at the last two years and just put all the blame on the defense. It was bad. It was not a good defense. Zimmer lost his fastball. Um, but I don't put all the blame entirely on the defense for the reason the Vikings you know were eight and eight and seven and nine the last two seasons. I think the thing that astounded me most the past two years especially was the failure and inability to stop the run. And look, when you are starting Shamar Stefan, 
That's your life right there. Yep. Like you're not good. <laughs> and and Shamar Stephan was a rotate in in his first stint here when the Vikings defense was good. He was a rotational player, which is fine. He's a rotational player. But like when you are counting on him to come in and actually be a run stuffer. I mean, we've seen guys that are great at, at that, and you and they're dominant in the middle. Um, I think the last one that the Vikings truly had, Linval Joseph, in his prime, he was dominant. Like those guys are, they stuff the the a gap. The middle of the field is basically you're going to get a yard too. Um, we basically have seen now, and especially in 2021, running backs, some of whom are really good, some of whom aren't, who go through the middle of the defensive line like hot butter on a roll, man. <laughs> They're like just cruising through there. That's a major problem. And and I guarantee you, there was no game plan of Zim's that, that was, ah, that's fine. I mean, that was a huge, huge problem. Speaking of the offense, Don says the – Vikings offense should be top five minimum with all the talent we have. If not, we are done for. I uh, talked about this with some Vikings yeah. uh, fans on Eventline on Sunday, Judd, and same thing. It, it's it's too talented for it to not be a top five unit in 2023. And like it or not, yes, the defense has to improve, uh, but the Vikings offense is what's going to be carrying them. Like it, it, it will, and it's an offensive league. You know, yeah. it, it's it's no longer a, a, a ground and pound. Smash you in the mouth kind of football anymore. It, it, it offense is what wins. If go and watch the AFC divisional game, not even go watch it. Watch the last two minutes in the overtime and tell me why defense is so important in that situation. So the Vikings offense is the thing that has to carry them in 2022. Right, and I, I think the starting point too is the creativity that we're going to see, which we did not see, and that's the that is the most important starting point. It's the personnel is really good. How is it used though, and how is it used consistently? And can you find ways to change things? Because if you come out, you know, and your scripted plays work, that's great. But the question is, once your scripted plays are done, by my count, you probably have at least three quarters left. And so for O'Connell, this is going to come to one extremely important question. What do you have up your sleeve? Because we did not see from Clint Kubiak and company we did not see any semblance of consistency of we have answers to what the defense is going to adjust to. Football is a game of constant adjustments. It's what makes it fun. But if you can't adjust, you're absolutely in trouble. Hey, a shout out to our friends at Aquaside and Aquaside.com. Aquaside pellets help you remove that nasty lake weed and algae that is just the absolute worst. And no one, no one wants to go in your lake if you have lake weeds and no, algae. No, it's disgusting. Know? It's no. gross. It's, it gets around your ankles and toes and stuff. Ugh. Yuck. That, that feeling Slimy? It. It's slimy. Nothing kills the summer of Surly like uh, like lake weeds and algae. And my friends at Aquaside can help you remove that. They're Aquaside pellets, a do-it-yourself product. They walk you through how to use it. Also, it's a safe product. It's registered with the EPA and the DNR. If you're here in Minnesota in the Twin Cities, they're located in White Bear Lake. But uh, you can buy, buy their products also at Aquaside.com. Go to Aquaside.com so simple. to learn more. It is. It's very simple. Absolutely fantastic. And, oh, okay, so now you're in your chair <laughs> on on that dock, right? Yep. And you're looking at that crystal clear, aquaside clean water. And it's gorgeous. And it's gorgeous. And you're enjoying life. But you got to have something in your hand. It's got to be a, be a beverage. And Declan just said it. This is the summer of Surly. So it's got to be a furious, a logic bomb. Oh, you know what? The, the line of Supreme. But Supreme's fantastic. And so... As you're looking at that crystal clear 
water, which is so gorgeous. And, you know, you probably mowed the lawn, right? Like you've been working hard. And now it's time to enjoy that dock, that cabin. The summer of Surly is there for for you. Make sure that you are well stocked with Supremes, Logic Bombs, Furiouses, whatever it is from Surly that you enjoy will make the summer of Surly a lot of fun. XX Maddie in the YouTube comment section says, I'd love nothing more than a 10 to 11 win season. However, if there was a world where we got maybe four to five wins, would you mind? Would it be the worst thing? With the four to five wins, we're probably picking in the top five most likely, and this is one of the best draft classes we've ever seen, and we could be picking up a generational quarterback or a generational talent. He mentions Will Anderson in the comment section. Uh, you know, I know what Maddie's trying to say, and it, it could be in the long term a really good really good situation. Pending injuries, though, like they're probably not going to win four to five games unless unless Kevin O'Connell is an absolute train wreck as a head coach. Right, right, yeah. I, I think you're right. Now, do I like the idea? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm on board. <laughs> I love that idea. High draft pick, reset, a lot of guys gone. Again, it allows you to build up. Um, But I think you're right, Declan. I don't think, it, I mean, with Cousins back, that offense... Um, the defense, I think, will take a step back up. I fear that there is, I fear the worst case, the worst case, in my opinion, is not four wins. The worst case is like eight wins, right? Because then you're sort of stuck there yeah. and you're in the muck. And and so, like, that's the worst case. If you could tell me right now, all right, things are going to go wrong. Guys are going to get hurt and they're going to win four, four games. And you're going to get a top, let's say, five to six draft pick. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Could be Absolutely great. fine with that. Uh, David, with the training camp uh, question here, he says, I have to wonder which receivers will emerge as the fourth and fifth wide receivers. Could one of them jump up even and beat out a K.J. Osborne? I think Amir Smith-Marset, even Jalen Naylor, uh, might Ooh. be equally good if they can get on the field. This is where the fun part of training our, camp begins, right? This is this is, this is is the football. We're wondering who I the fourth you. and fifth wide receivers on the depth chart. That is great, though. This be, is man. great stuff. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think the immediate response off the top of people's head is, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> KJ Osborne was great. That's fantastic. But this is why competitions exist, right? Jefferson, totally safe. Unbelievable. One of the best in the league already. Thielen has his role. Very good, right? Yep. But Osborne, yeah, it's a wild... I mean, it's a wild card in this sense. It's a completely new offensive staff. And K.J. Osborne, to his credit, made the most of an opportunity that wasn't great, but it was pretty damn good last year. But, yeah, I mean, there there is going to be a legitimate, I think, at least pushing there. I don't know. It's probably not fair to call it an open competition mm-hmm. because what Osborne did deserves to be credited and probably it's going to it's going to give him equity. But that being said, I love this because, yes, I think that there is a very good case to be made that you are starting with his position. You're at least going to get guys pushing. You're at least going to get that. Um, and, you know, this also comes back to I, I think it'd be foolish to assume Thielen at his age and with his style of play plays a full year. So, you know, if Osborne is Dex, the clear cut three, right. And Thielen gets hurt. Osborne's going to bump up. Okay. Who's behind him. And I think with the new way that the Vikings are going to look at this and their depth chart and their need for depth at that spot, 
That's a great point. That's a great question. Amir Smith-Marset has really good speed, and I'm curious. And I guess what I'm curious about, too, is could Amir Smith-Marset in some ways going into 2022 be a K.J. Osborne of 2021? Like he's going to be a, a year yeah. along. He's a guy that got some opportunities, but certainly not much. And he has some talent, so yeah, I think that the I think that the bot the the depth chart positions like that are going to be so intriguing to watch because there is go, there are going to be open competitions from coaching staffs that that probably don't have nearly the the perceived observations that the previous coaching staff had. Absolutely, yeah, we can't wait. Training camp's coming up here Love in that. just about a week. Uh, Praxes are in the afternoon, so. We, uh, there might be some double dipping, some purple dailies after dark. Who knows? Judd did emergency podcasts from uh, from TCO last year. There could be situations. Kurt non vaxxed That was know, big, big hit. We, we could potentially be doing a lot of that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're interested uh, in more of the Vikings training camp questions and comments, we're going to be uh, ramping that up here in just about a week. Uh, we're excited for it. Hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. Uh, last comment here, a Judd comment uh, that I've uh, very brilliantly pointed out. Uh, Mr. Tathadio says, Judd, a CFL prediction that comes off next week is better than a prediction for next season. Sorry, not sorry, but much respect to you all. I uh, just want to let you know, Judd, my CFL prediction from the, the most recent episode Terrible. did not come true. So another uh, missed opportunity, another another dip in the completion percentage for me. The but I'm just taking shots. The listeners don't like it. They the, do like it. I just read you a comment that says they like, like it. it. The viewers don't like it. You're cherry-picking comments. You're cherry-picking comments. I have gotten a ton of... Of feedback from people oh. that are livid, livid about your predictions. Okay, well, I, I can't I talk about fine. them right now, though. I think it's fine. There's, there's nothing right wrong with doing some CFL predictions. That's all. Are we so, done? Yes, we are done. This has been a bye, bye, day. everybody. Read Great the questions. comments. We're back on Tuesday. We just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.